Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to uh, What to Do, number nine. Can't believe this is the ninth week of doing this great podcast. And uh, as always, it's a pleasure to be with you. My name is John Gillick, and uh, on the East Coast here, it's definitely a wet one. Uh, saw pictures of Wildwood earlier this morning, video of uh, Wildwood and whew, flooding already in, in the streets of Wildwood. So if you're anywhere on the coast, if you're anywhere on the East Coast, please be safe today. It's a nasty weather occurrence. Uh, not broadcasting from our usual studio uh, because you'll hear too much of the rain. So we found a remote location today for this program. Um, as always, if you want to be a part of this, uh, please, please, please uh, email me, jjg5150 at aol.com or look me up on Facebook. A lot of you have. I've gotten friend requests from a whole bunch of people and uh, have the wonderful um, opportunity to talk to a, a few people about the show. Uh, people have been uh, telling me really nice things about the program, how it's different, um, how my my viewpoints and, and things that I talk about really resonate with uh, those folks. So again, you want to be a part of this, uh, look me up on Facebook, John Gillick, G-I-L-L-I-C-K. And uh, you can always email me at uh, JJG5150 at AOL.com. I want to put a nice shout out to some friends who have been longtime listeners. I can say that now for two months we've been doing this. Um, Tom Maiello, thank you for always checking in. Thank you for being uh, one of the first people to check in on the on the podcast, and I also want to thank Mark Fabio, who is out in, I believe, New Mexico. Um, he has decided to do a cross country thing and uh, started his journey many, many, many months ago, and uh, has has been staying in New Mexico. Get wonderful music from Mark. Mark's an amazing uh, ranger, composer, uh, musician, and he's been writing some really nice, nice things. So I want to give a shout out to those fine gents who uh, check in on on this um, on this podcast. So when we started this thing, it was really about uh, what to do in terms of uh, the gift-giving thing. And I don't know, it started because my wife had mentioned to friends of hers that I'm very thoughtful when I give out gifts and I think about how people react to those gifts. And that went along the lines of, of that. And then we started talking about you know how people uh, perceive the gift, and especially if it's a complete uh, surprise. And the, the response that you get from, from folks is really, really just the, the point of it. And then it just morphed into just basically talking about some everyday occurrences and weekly occurrences and things that happen to me and friends and what we do over the course of the weeks. And um, I think the biggest thing I took away from this week is the response to COVID-19 from your college football programs. And I, I want to start with that today. Because um, I think it's important that we keep an eye on what's happening, not so much in the pro ranks of sports. And we know, and I said it many times on this podcast, I've said to you that, you know, Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA, they're all going to kick in and start. Major League Soccer has started. Um, NASCAR has been happening. Um, surprisingly enough, that... that um, the MMA, I believe it's kickboxing and, and, and that kind of fighting has been going on since it started. They, they figured it out, I guess. But I, we want to keep an eye on the college scene because I think it's interesting the last couple of days of um, some of the conferences and their thoughts. For instance, Ivy League has completely um, put the fall schedule into the spring. So there'll be spring football for Harvard, Yale, um, you know, schools like that in the Ivy League. You're looking at the Big Ten, who uh, 
are thinking about just playing each other. So you'll see maybe eight games uh, from the Big Ten, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Purdue, so on and so forth, Ohio State. So the Big Ten is figuring it out. And I think that you're going to start to see uh, some of these conferences do go the same way. They're going to do what they see the other groups doing. So you might see the Pac-10 play just the Pac-10. But the interesting thought here is what happens with Notre Dame. Notre Dame being an independent, my wife and I were talking about this, and we both agree it's a win-win situation for Notre Dame no matter where they go because the dollar signs will follow. And I think that's what's important to keep an eye on with college football in general um, is as the dollar goes, so do the games. And I think that's going to be interesting. I, I, but I, I also at the same time think that these ADs and, and school administrators and people who are running the athletic programs are smart enough to realize they may not want to start, then stop again because we're hearing about a second wave. We're not, we're not even out of the first wave. All these kinds of things are happening. So I think it's, I think it's they've, they've taken the right idea but I think now it's going to take a couple of weeks for it to trickle down. And what do I mean by that is we're going to start to see what the high school um, scenarios are going to be like. We already know in the state of New Jersey, uh, they have what they call zero week. So that would be, I guess, the weekend before you start school. Um, some of our uh, parochial schools uh, have already canceled games for that zero week. So, again, we don't know what the big picture lies. We don't even know what the big picture is going to see, see like. We don't know what it's going to be like. So we have to make sure that uh, we keep an eye on college football, I guess, and that'll kind of tell us what kind of fall we're going to have. Um, you know, we hope to have a, as normal a fall as possible. And I think that um, with some due diligence on everyone's part, uh, I think we can get there. Um, started a, uh, a side business, started in a side business this past week. I started, uh, you know, I... I don't have a summer job as a teacher. For 14 years, I did uh, summer music school, a uh, music camp that we started here in my town that I live in, in Scotch Plains. And uh, because of, of the coronavirus, it was canceled um, for this summer, rightfully so. We can't have kids in the building. So I had to find something to do. So I found a very interesting position with DoorDash. Um, and I've been, I've been working, I've been driving for the last two days for uh, DoorDash. It's so much fun. It really is. You get to meet a lot of different people. Um, you get to you get to you know see how people react to this whole COVID thing. And yes, I'm masked up. I have my gloves on. I'm I'm well prepared, but you get to meet a lot of very interesting people. So I'm sure I'll have some interesting stories as we uh, move further through this endeavor of a, of getting a, a new part time job. Um, still doing some teaching. I'll be teaching at some music schools uh, that run online. Um, they run online uh, lessons for, for students. I'll be doing some of that as well. Um, so there's a couple of things that I got wor working for this summer. So I'm not just sitting around uh, doing absolutely zero, but doing something. Yeah, so that's pretty much where we're at. Um, you know, I can't believe July 4th came and went. We had some folks over at my niece, nephew, and my uh, my lovely sister-in-law. She was here. Um and we had our dear friend Ed, who is another faithful listener of this podcast. Mr. Dosher, thank you so much. Um, you know, our other friends, Deb and Jimmy, they came out and had a nice little time. Uh, kept our social distancing. It's actually funny. My backyard is set up like that, regardless of whether it's a, a coronavirus or whatever quarantine we're in. The, the chairs, are, the, the lawn chairs are all set up like that anyway around the pool. So it's kind of cool that you, we already have that kind of set up. And uh, people come over they had a good time. No one, uh, no one had any issues, and it was a lot of fun. So I hope your July 4th was just as fun. Um, 
you know, as we head into the, the middle of July here, um, we're starting to see, you know, numbers around the country, especially in the Sun Belt, they're starting to rise, starting to get bigger. Um, you know, we just want to make sure we keep an eye on things, folks. Take care of yourself. Take care of your neighbors. Um, just everyone should should maintain, you know, this whole concept of, you know, six feet, mask up, all those kinds of things. And it's it's definitely going to help, not hinder. Um so that's that's pretty cool. Ringo Starr, Ringo Starr turned 80 years of age. 80 years of age. Let that sink in, folks. 80 years of age. And Ringo doesn't look a day over 50, in my opinion. He doesn't look 80. Um, you know, he's just an amazing icon of, of the music industry, obviously, with the Beatles. But he did something else that I was very interesting in the world of music. I thought that... Um, <clears throat> Because he used a certain brand of drums, Ludwig drums, they started flying off the shelf. And, of course, the popularity of the Beatles allowed for that to happen. And people went nuts buying uh, Ludwig drums and Zildjian cymbals and things like that. They wanted to be and sound like Ringo. And I, I talked to many, many drummers of all levels, pro, intermediate, uh, you know, private teachers, f- folks I teach with and ask them questions about Ringo. And it always comes back either... It was the guy who got me hooked on drums or it was just the lovely sound that he created and I wanted to be like that. And it's an icon. He, you know, that's, that's iconic status. And um, really, really important to, to keep in mind that, you know, he's still around with Paul. And the moments that they get together and the, on the times that they get a chance to still play, yes, I kind of sense that magic is there. Um, it's just wonderful, though, to hear that. You know, Ringo's even making new music and things like that. So uh, kudos to him. Uh, in the music world, we've gotten some snippets of information about a new Springsteen in the E Street Band record. Um, Nils Lofgren uh, was recently interviewed, and he's mentioned that uh, Bruce had written some songs for the E Street Band and is recording them. So hopefully in 2021, we will get a new Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. Um, speaking of new music, if you're following Wolfgang Van Halen, on Twitter or any one of the um, social platforms that are out there, you're hearing in the last couple of days some snippets of music that's uh, coming from his new album, which should be out in 2021, um, hopefully out in 2021. Um, what I'm hearing, it's just amazing. It just sounds absolutely amazing. Now you're going to say, oh, Gillick, you're just nothing more than a big Van Halen fan. I am, but I had the opportunity to see this young man play uh, guitar with his dad and, and obviously bass in Van Halen now. Um, but to hear him play everything, like he did the lead vocals, he did the lead guitar parts, the rhythm guitar, bass guitar, drums, he played it all and tracked everything, obviously, at 5150, the studio where Van Halen has recorded um, for the last something of 20-some-odd years. But... To hear, um, to hear that kind of those snippets, you're you're just like, wow! I, I really can't believe this is going to be that kind of a record, you know, melodic, hard, you know, just just very fun, um, and and at times very uh, in your face kind of rock and roll. So I think that's going to be a good thing to hear from uh, from from Wolfie uh, coming up in the new year in 2021. I can't believe we're saying like it's July. Well, you know what? Halloween's right around the corner when you think about it. Like come August, you'll start seeing the Halloween stuff hopefully go up in the stores. Um, speaking of, of music, I know our own Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes are doing a drive-in type of concert relatively soon um, here in New Jersey. Uh, that's going to be something interesting. I noticed, I know in Denmark, 
um, they did a drive-in concert. So, uh, you know, it was good to see the musicians on stage and then obviously have the, uh, the people parked in cars, much like the old school drive-ins. And I'm sure there's a few of us out here who listen to this podcast and remember the old school drive-ins. I remember there used to be one on, on uh, Route 3 and, and Route 17 met. Uh, there was a, a drive-in there. I think I saw Fast Times at Ridgemont High had actually had that at that drive-in. So it tells you how old I am. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's kind of cool that you know we're going to see some some live music, albeit in a drive-in situation. But seeing some live music and uh, that'll be that'll be pretty cool. I know uh, I, for one, you know, champion live music. I, I always explain to my students there's no other way to experience the music except seeing it live, and if you have the opportunity to see it live. And I noticed on YouTube, there are more and more live recordings being um, pushed out. Uh, a lot of bands are finding a concert video of, of their performances in different places, and they're putting it out on on the YouTube, so people are able to access it a little bit more. I know Iron Maiden has done that for years. You'd be able to check out a couple of things from Maiden on YouTube. Um, but it's kind of cool, you, and you can set up your YouTube to be functional through your television and get a concert experience, and that's kind of what I'm leading to my next thing, which was watching Hamilton. Um, I caught a quote from a really good friend of mine, uh, and I believe uh, my friend Drac had made a comment that was, he thought for years West Side Story was the standard, well, Hamilton kind of just took that away, and I was impressed beyond all belief of watching Hamilton. Um you know, you pay for the subscription, obviously, uh, for Disney Plus. But you know what? You're going to pay more than that if you're going to even get lucky enough to get a concert, uh, a t- theater ticket to go see Hamilton. Um, but to watch in the comfort of your own home on a nice big TV, it was just so cool to see. Um, and if you haven't checked it out already, or maybe you've gone to the Broadway show, that's awesome. Um, you know, I would I would strongly recommend checking out Hamilton. It's such a a great great production, and the way that um, Lin Manuel had to uh, put all those rhymes together, and and I'm not going to give it all away if you haven't seen Hamilton, but it's just really kind of cool to see how that rhythmic progression uh, happens with the with the lyrics and and the the, the overall concept of the program. Um, yeah, so that's about it. Uh, looking forward to this weekend, supposedly, on the East Coast. I just gave you a weather report about today. It's supposed to be nicer, which is cool. Uh, you know, definitely get in some pool time or some beach time, you know. And again, this is probably the podcast that uh, reaches the beaches, rocks the docks, and rules the pools. I like to think so. Um, anyway, um, again, this has been a, a wonderful run, nine weeks of doing this program, What to Do. Um, I've had a great time doing it. I look forward to every Friday, uh, dropping this thing out and making sure that, uh, we just stay in touch with each other, you know, and if you want to be in a part of this program, you have some ideas for it, by all means, please email me at jjg5150 or catch me on Facebook. My name is John Gillick, G-I-L-L-I-C-K. It has indeed been a pleasure to be with you on this Friday and each and every Friday. Just stay safe, everybody. And have a wonderful weekend. I look forward to talking to you next week. Have fun. Bye.